All right. Well, welcome back to the Ceiling of Complexity podcast with uh, our two good friends, Miss Kelly from our uh, library here in town, and uh, of course, the man, the mystery, the legend, Mr. <laughs> right, right, of course. <laughs> Uh, so our guest with us today uh, is in charge of the library from, well, maybe we'll just do this. Why don't you uh, go ahead and tell us who you are and uh, what makes you tick? All right. Um, I'm Kelly McBride. I am the director of library services for Blue Earth County here in Mankato. Um, we have three libraries. Uh, the main one is downtown Mankato. Nice big library. I've been here since January. Wow. Ooh, I'm new. New yeah. to the area. It's been fun. Where, where'd you come from? Um, I'm coming now from Osceola, Wisconsin. Okay. Um, but I'm originally from Duluth. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So I got to ask, I just got to straight out ask you, Vikings or Packers? Oh, Vikings. All right. Good job. It was Probably. not a good, good, good answer. It was not a good day when I got Wisconsin place. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up in a border town. I love Wisconsin, but <laughs> glad to be home. Yeah. I was just going to ask, when, uh, how did the library career start? Is this your first kind of movement into it, or was it somewhere else? Oh, actually, um, my first library gig was in the fifth grade. I was a library cadet at Lakeside <laughs> Elementary School in Duluth. I'm, I'm a nerd through and through <laughs> in the blood. <laughs> That's right. I'm married to a nerd, and she collects library yes, cards. she does. It's I totally know. I'm so really? Yeah, Carol, no Carol would ever yeah. go to a new town. Well, Matt, we, you know, yeah. we got to go over there to the library. Yeah. Well, why is that, Carol? Because I need my library card. <laughs> so she has I a book that. in the basement of like, I don't know, a hundred. There's a whole bunch of library cards that. in there. So uh, everybody collects shot glasses and she gets <laughs> she gets library Welcome cards. Welcome to the nerd club. Where you're, <laughs> That's where why you're we get along so well. Um, we know who's going farther in life. Yeah, it's exactly. the library card. So, yeah. the, the platinum awesome. library card holders. Right, right. Oh gosh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. So fifth grade. So so then what? Mm. Where where from there? Hmm. Well, I helped out in <laughs> such a nerdy past of yeah, mine. It's okay. I helped out in the high school, my high school library. Okay. Um, became good pals with my librarian there. Yeah. And um, this what do you remember Duluth? about this first librarian? The my first one. Yeah. What do you remember? What was the first like librarian memory that you? You have? don't even want to know. I do actually. Yeah, this I is do incredible. too. Yeah. <laughs> I remember sitting in elementary school. We had like the high rise stairs or whatever, you know, like the half moon stairs. Yeah. And I was looking down at Miss <laughs> Miller was her name, and she was reading us a book, and I'm like, wow, she is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's and it. this was in Duluth. That was in Duluth, yeah. So most kids, when they grow up in Duluth, they want to go skiing or mm-hmm. go hiking oh, one of the parks. And you're yeah. like, well. oh, Miss Miller, she's so I cool. Know, right? <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. Did, did, so mom and dad in, in Duluth, yes. right? Yes. Are they still there? Um, they moved a few years ago, moved okay. up north, just north of Duluth. Okay. Retired, yeah. All right, that's interesting because up north is like cities for us, but they, <laughs> they, they went up north <laughs> no, past, past no. Duluth. Yeah. So what are some of the type of things that you remember? I mean, did, did you do the skiing up there? And did yep, you do yep. Gooseberry Falls and yep. all that stuff? Yep, and yep. Actually, um, I did ski Spirit Mountain. I love skiing still. Um, lots of trails out at Lester Park, so cross-country skiing. Mm-hmm. We always had dogs, so hiking with the dogs. Um, 
I actually speed skated. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was a competitive speed That's skater. That's cool. That's really cool. Slash huge nerd. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> Anton Ono is that is that one of the speed skaters that Apollo was in it? Ono. Apollo Ono. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, super awesome. Yeah. yeah, he's short track, so he. That's cool. So did, was that a competitive sport in mm-hmm. in like the high school or was it a no. club? Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah. Okay. It, it was a the Duluth Speed Skating Club. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. That's really cool. So what what after school is done then college yes i went to umd oh you did okay i did the bulldogs yes yeah the college Uh, that has more underground tunnels than any other college in america but thank goodness for no kidding yeah yeah (laughs) it's so funny you know they always made the joke about our mall of america that you could fly in from a different country land at the airport ride the shuttle to the mall of america leave minnesota and never have gone on the gold and i always feel like duluth is the yeah. college version yeah. of of our mall of america down in the cities where people show up in duluth as a freshman and then as a senior they walk out having never left the tunnels of umd it's they true. spend all of the yeah. time walking yeah. around in the tunnels when i lived up there actually for exercise i'd just go up there and walk the tunnels oh yeah UMD. really yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. interesting yeah. yeah so um you go to college mm-hmm. librarian on your head or what what going in what no oh man i don't know i i wanted to teach i guess was my big thing for mm-hmm. most of my life was i was going to be a teacher okay um so it, i don't know it didn't that didn't come to fruition sure. um not librarian though for okay. sure like i remember um actually i remember talking to my high school librarian when i was in college because we were friends <laughs> and she's like oh you should go to library school and i just remember i'm like library school no right. way i'm far too cool to go to library school uh-huh. not a chance did right. you go to library school eventually <laughs> <laughs> she's a mentor right you listen you listen to good people yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. have you ever gone back and thanked that person from high school that said you should go to library school i have yeah. you have yeah cool. mrs Beelan. Yeah. yeah do you have a relationship with her still um we talk maybe every couple years neat yeah, it's been a couple of years yeah yeah, yeah that's cool mm-hmm. so when did that come into the picture then was that after duluth or yeah, during or? yeah so kind of my deal was i always worked in <laughs> a bar or a restaurant sure because that's where you made your money mm-hmm. yep. and then worked in a library so i worked in the umd library and then so i graduated uh and i decided to go to grad school and actually i came down to mankato here for grad school okay uh, i got a master's in history here okay and i worked at barnes and noble here in mankato and then a, um, part of the library system here in mankato so i was here for two years okay in my past life yeah it's like a million years ago yeah. yeah yeah that's cool so i have to ask you um my my daughter right now is at university of minnesota as a sophomore but she's a shakespeare nerd oh, cool. which is really weird to me but anyway yeah. she she likes it yeah. so what are some favorites that you have obviously you have some um like authors authors oh, yeah wow mm-hmm. really you're gonna open that can of worms mm-hmm. huh? i am um well, oh God, I just wear the the library hat well. Um, Jane Austen, all okay. time all time favorite. I mean, by far and away. Um, but I like some contemporary authors too. Barbara Kingsolver is one of my favorites. Okay. The Poison Wine Bible. Have you you familiar with her? No. Oh, she's amazing. Okay. I love her. Um, and then growing up, well, so my dad was uh, he's a writer. 
Okay. So he read me a lot of stuff growing up, um, which probably and hopefully is why I'm where I'm at. Mm-hmm. But um, Jack London, so The Call of the Wild, sure. um, White mm-hmm. Fang, those are mm-hmm. probably my all-time favorites. Yeah. So does your does has your dad published any books? He at hasn't. All? He actually um, became a, a big marketing guy. So he went that route. Okay. He, I think he would like to. He always says he's going to write a children's book. Sure. So I would love to read it because he's pretty hilarious. Yeah. So it'd be it'd be fun to read that. Yeah. Well, that, that's really cool. So tell us about some of these first jobs besides serving. So you kind of graduate from the serving thing. Now you have your master's degree. Mm-hmm. And what kind of happened from there? Um, so after I finished here with my master's, I started working for the former Minneapolis Public Library. Okay. Um, it's now Hennepin County Library. Yeah. Um, so I did that, and then I worked at Barnes & Noble in Blaine. And um, I, I just loved, I fell in love with the public library. Um, that was the first time I had worked at you know high school, the university. Okay, let's, let's stop there. Why do you fall in love with the public library? That's the interesting thing. You don't really hear anyone say that. Like, hey, I totally <laughs> fell in love with the public library. Um, Most like people to- are like, I had to go to the public library. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so uh, why did you fall in love with um, the public library? What made you fall in love with it? Serving the public. Okay. Helping, like, just all walks of life who come through and in Minneapolis so I was an, a substitute aide so I went to all the different libraries so they sure. really like just connect with that neighborhood and they're so diverse and so different yeah. so it was like just I was walking into like a whole new community yeah. every day right yeah right. with new needs new problems new questions new languages you know all that kind of stuff so how has that changed I mean I, I have a Kindle yeah. Right. Um, I, I like both as far as reading is concerned. Yeah. How has that changed the scope of your job, your career? Mm-hmm. There's three libraries in town here. How, what's changed and how do you combat that? Or how do you join the movement and change sure. your, your look? Sure. So I think uh, most people uh, equate books and libraries that's what you think of yeah um and it's true we definitely we have our books we love our books librarians you mm-hmm. know um but it's more than that if you go into the profession particularly a public librarian you're serving people yeah you are providing the services they need um and it looks different in each community um we're providing access to information access to learning yeah mm-hmm. in how I, if that's the computer if that's a presenter if that's a speaker um Mm. an early literacy program, uh, workforce development. Um, so there's, uh, yes, books, yeah, a- absolutely, but there's the technology abs- aspect, mm-hmm. um, providing uh, internet, um, all these different things right. that we're doing right. more, more than books. With your work history, kind of being able to jump between a couple of those different libraries yeah. and go and see and get a little bit yeah. of a sampling, have you found that that has been immensely helpful? Or kind of talk me through that part of it. Because like you said, each library kind of serves a specific neighborhood. Sure, you sure. know. Well, well, this is what I like so much about Carol is that she's out visiting all these different libraries and seeing... <laughs> For those of you guys that don't know, Carol's my wife. Right? She's the one that goes with me that collects library right. cards. She right. has the library mm-hmm. cards, but she also is visiting all these different spaces and sure. seeing what they're offering. Yep. Um, so, yeah, having worked for the Minneapolis Public Library and seeing all those libraries, and then like 
Carol, I visit libraries everywhere. And I don't know where I read it, but somebody said um, to under the, to best understand a community, go to their public library and look at the bulletin board hmm. to see like where their values are and what's shaken, what's happening. Um, and, and I believe it's true. If you come to our life, yeah, isn't that cool? So if you that's got, a different way of thinking about it. Yeah, I know. I know for people who like aren't in, you know, the library scene, they're like, yeah. what? <laughs> I just love the idea that there's a library scene. I love that. I'm making I love it. That. I'm making yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Mankato, <laughs> the awesomest library scene <laughs> in the middle of the Midwest. That's awesome. <laughs> um, demographics. Has that changed over the last 25, 30 years? Within the library scene. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to the library side, how's the demographics changed? Yeah, it used to be mullets, and now it's, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But no, has it changed? I mean, again, with the technology and things like that, um, I could actually see maybe more people coming now if you do offer those programs and technology than 30 years ago. But what are you seeing? so there's different ways to measure, you know, if a library is successful and who's coming and, or, you know, how it's being used. You know, circulation and material circulation might be declining a little bit, but people visiting is increasing. People using the computers, people coming to our events and stuff is increasing for sure. Um, and I think that's due in part because libraries are evolving. Um, and we are trying to get the message out that, you know, it's not just books. Like, that's not just what we do. Mm-hmm. We do a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they say that younger, the younger generation is reading more, which is sure. awesome. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. When uh, this podcast is breaking the ceiling complexity. What's going on that you would like to improve on? I mean, you've been here how long? Uh, almost a year. Okay. All right. January. Yeah. So what are some of the projects that you have or what's, what's yes. like, um, if I woke up this morning and things were just perfect, mm-hmm. what are some of the things that you want to get accomplished? So I think here in Mankato, I would like to see, find out, you know, do some serious planning and find out exactly where the library fits into the community. What is our role? There's there's a lot of really awesome organizations helping people and serving people here, and I don't want to duplicate those services. Mm-hmm. I want to find out where we fit in and what is our how we can best serve the public, this community. Mm-hmm. Um, we have lots of ideas. There's lots of creative people on staff. We can come up with stuff to do, but is that really what the community needs us to right. do? I just want the library to be absolutely essential to the community and to the people who need it. Right, right. You know, hearing you kind of talk about this, I think, um, you know, they talk about the idea of a town center. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And what happened was, is a long time ago, all these malls showed up, and the malls kind of became the town center. Well, now fast forward to today, where you have all of this consumerism that's basically gone online, and where becomes the town center? Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And now there's this shift away Mm -hmm. from going to the mall to go see whoever is up there, you know, Mm -hmm. to, well, does it go back downtown? Well, in our case, we live where there's cold weather. It can't go there. Right. You know, maybe the library is yet another option to kind of have that social town center. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a a reemergence of that. Right. 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 My my head went to where are you, um, where's the funding? 
Yeah. Is it is it from the city or the state? Mm -hmm. And then um, what kind of collaboration can you do with Greater Mankato Growth or mm -hmm. whatever? Mm -hmm. um, are you getting around a table like this with mm -hmm. those leaders to, to kind of map some of that stuff out? Yeah, sure. Um, so we get both state and local funding. Um, and we are the library here in Mankato is um, nicely supported by uh, the board and the community. So that's good. I mean, we're lucky in that respect. Uh, what was the second part of that? So uh, what are you doing to get around the table with Greater Mankato oh, Growth sure, or whoever sure, those sure. those yeah, community yeah. leaders are? And yep. is there something, Matt, maybe you would know on uh, as far as getting together yeah. with them or how are you right. doing there? Um, well, I have been involved in the YWCA. Uh, I'm doing their leadership program there and meeting a lot of super awesome people. Um, and then any time I can get out, like, uh, situation like this and yeah. do this absolutely sure. I'm game um, any events or anything I see well I just like doing it personally right right um, it's I have one of those jobs where like it never ends because you just everything I learn everything I do comes back to the library and like how can I how can I make that happen here how can I what can this person do for me or what can we do for this organization mm -hmm. um, just mm -hmm. constant constant work yeah. or whatever. Have you did any events like in an evening, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's mm -hmm. wine and cheese or something and, and you're, you know, you've got a special author in or a right. local author. Mm -hmm. Bring your dad in to tell stories or, or something <laughs> like that. Have you, have you done some of those to get some people that haven't been in the library right. to back in? So my, I started in uh, September a program called Maker Monday. Um, and I, I love making stuff. Uh, I love art. I love, you know, just the making um, yeah. community. So we do Maker Mondays. And my mission with that was to, um, well, uh, sort of make the library cool. But um, <laughs> also just bring people together, people who, who haven't used the library, get people in there sure. who haven't used the library, connect people, um, teach them a new skill, and then have them walk away with something and possibly a skill that they can can continue um, at home or whatever. So since September, we've been doing that, and it's it's popular. And we are now booked out through May. Great. And so we actually went out to local organizations to try and get local makers and artists and people with talent into the library. Um, and we've actually recruited some people who came to some of our activities, um, like a woman who makes mead. So she's going to come and teach us how to make mead. Okay. Uh, we have Mankato Brewery coming mm -hmm. um, in March, uh, Mankato Makerspace. Uh, they, they're coming a couple times, I think, in January and February. Uh, Artifact. Um, okay. The place downtown, yeah. yeah. They do pottery and that type yeah, of stuff. Yeah, they're Dan's gonna mind. they're gonna right. come and do um, a couple activities. So really, just recruiting the community to work with the community. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In high schools, they call them media centers now, right? It's they're not they're not a, media centers, right? right. They're, they're not necessarily Correct. librarians. Is that something anymore. that we're going to start to see here? Uh, yeah, that's becomes, what I'm kind of wondering you know, about. I mean, is there some yeah. trend that's going to change from the Mankato Library to the Town center, right? The or town whatever, center. whatever. Yeah, it is. that would yeah. be cool. Yeah, but what's going on there? Is it stereotyping or what's happening? The what happens with the stereotype? Oh, the stereotype. I mean, that's a huge deal because part of it is yeah. you're fighting against the stereotype yeah. no matter yeah. what you switch. How, it, how do you do go about that? Because that is a huge 
I, hurdle. Yeah, I know. Well, I think it's hilarious. I mean, I think it's funny. Like, <laughs> right. I, so I was talking to <laughs> But I it's funny. Wherever it's funny, there's some truth to <laughs> it. Like, and no, you don't have funny. glasses. I don't no, get it. Do Where's your glasses? Yeah, no. <laughs> you have a tattoo? Is that a real tattoo? Yes, that's a real tattoo. <laughs> that's, sure. that's funny. <laughs> because you're always telling people to be quiet. That's awesome. <laughs> she there's has a, a stereotype. tattoo on her finger. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, I was talking to uh, a guy at the bank the other day and he said actually not a guy at the bank it was my loan officer and i was shouldn't have probably said this um he said oh you work at a public library he's like does anybody use those anymore and you're I like look, i'm in charge of it i look at him and i go well clearly you don't <laughs> exactly <laughs> what? no no yeah. but yeah no yeah. that is like what do you need libraries for when there's ebooks what do you, what do i need a library for now that it's google or now we have google and um yeah. Well, you know, like there's a lot of people that that's true. Like right. you guys probably, you know, don't yeah. necessarily need, right. you know, help searching right. or finding something or finding a job or filling out a job application or working on a resume. But there's a lot of people who can't use a mouse on a yeah. computer and they go and apply for a job and they'd say apply online. So they come to the computer, you know, come to us. We get them set up on the computer. They need an email. What is an email? Yes. I don't have an email. That's awesome. Those are resources that you're you're taking care of or helping them take care of. Daily. That's really cool. Daily. That's and really how cool. are you able to allocate kind of resources to that when the perception is you're supposed to be there just serving up books? Um, how I does think that part I think of that's work? the perception, but that's not the reality. Okay. The reality, I mean, I, I will say for sure, staff loves finding fun books. Oh, I like this book. Can yeah. I, you know, for sure. The like, books yeah. are the connector. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. But and the reality I mean, is the people. The reality is uh, we are helping people log on to their email and remember their password that they've forgotten like mm -hmm. a million times. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's it's the the basic human services like we provide that I think are most important. Yeah, I, I, I still think there's that stereotype out there that librarian is just books. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I we, think we the help, hardest thing too is when you have a question, there's even though it's not overly intimidating because it is a library, mm -hmm. you still have that moment when you look at the lady behind the desk and you go, she knows the system backwards and forwards, but I have to humble myself to the point yeah. of saying, hey, will you help me find this, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So one of the things that, that, you know, if I was you knowing the little bit that I know mm -hmm. about it, is just having a general sign that says, if you have a question for how to access something on the internet or set up an email mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. even, you know, find this using what's the what's the periodical system or what's the system called? Dewey uh, Decimal. The Dewey Decimal. There we go. I haven't thought about that <laughs> since high school. When that was I was, yeah, come up. Yes. The Dewey Decimal <laughs> system, right? But but why not make that into yeah. a sign that sits right above the person's mm -hmm. head and like not an expert on the Dewey Decimal system right. question mark? We are. Right. And we're here to help. I know. All of a sudden yeah. you read that and they go, man, they printed that and put it above her head. I'm supposed to ask. Yeah. Because there's this perception that when you come in, um, you're not really supposed to ask mm -hmm. unless it's dire. Mm -hmm. right? right. So how do you fight against uh, that? Why not make something and just make it totally obvious right, to the right, right. Right. And consumer, so to speak? Right. You are like dead on, like dead on. Libraries do a terrible job 
that. It's um, intimidating. It is totally yeah. intimidating. Because you look at her and usually she's mm-hmm. 60 years old mm-hmm. and she looks like she knows mm-hmm. everything that my grandpa knew right. and my grandma and my dad and mom combined. <laughs> and don't talk. And Be don't quiet. talk. Be quiet. Yes. 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 Totally. Yes. So you're supposed to ask, but at the same time, we have this going on, you know, and you're like, I'm in a weird and everyone else looks smarter than me. I know. Right. I have to. So I got shushed by one of my employees so in my previous life at my last library we built a new library and we built it to take down those barriers like it is chill it's like you know librarians aren't sitting behind desks we're standing up we're doing stuff we're active Um, try to make it more uh, customer friendly Um, and I think some libraries are going that way but there's a lot that are still 20 30 years ago Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm I we always said to like we're not a quiet library we're not quiet like my main thing is getting people in the space Um, when we designed the last library the library I was at um, we created we contained the quiet so libraries previously like contain the noise, like put the kids space in the back of the building. So the loud, you know, you yeah. back there and you're loud and the rest is totally quiet. So in this new space, uh, we contain the quiet. We made a quiet space. The rest of the library is not quiet. That's a quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't like to see the employees sitting behind the desk, you know, doing stuff, looking unapproachable. Um, How do you deal with that with the employees and the unapproachable thing? Like, if they're, is there any tips and tricks that you're giving these guys as they're out on the floor? I'll give you an example, and I'll let you think about this for a second. They did a study with uh, people that were selling art, and the people that were, you know, look, let's say you want to buy this painting, right? So mm-hmm. you walk up and you look at it. Most of the people that were approaching them were coming up and saying, hey, you know, what do you think of this piece of art? Or, you know, do you want to buy this? Or can I be helpful? And people ultimately turned up, you know, no, you can't really be helpful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they started testing out different lines. And one of the lines that they figured out was, um, it's nice, isn't it? And they kind of complimented what they oh, were cool. looking at because the people are already stopping. And now all of a sudden that gave the people a chance to go, <laughs> no, no, I don't really like that. <laughs> or, yeah, I totally like it. That's yeah. why I've been hanging out here for 10 minutes looking at this painting. Sure. right? <laughs> and it started that conversation and the art sales went up a lot. Is there anything, any little tips and tricks that you're giving to the people that are on your crew to kind of help open up that dialogue and make it feel more welcoming? Um. Other than being noisy and setting the example, <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting that you're that you're telling them that's okay to be noisy. Well, I mean, you Break know, you rule. have to be respectful of yeah. people, in, right. you know, the people who are working, and but yeah, just just let's let's not take ourselves so seriously yep. for one, because I think this profession you know you by what you, we've already talked about um librarians can take themselves very seriously and very um, very seriously yes yes right. they do and it, ultimately we're not saving babies i say that all the time <laughs> <at> the library. <laughs> we're not i i love my profession i love it I, i'm huge you know i'm way into it i take my job very seriously but we're not saving babies like right. we are helping people and having fun i think the public library is one place people go to it's all good like anything that happens there should be good mm-hmm. you should walk away with a good feeling you're not spending money right you know it's it's i had a woman tell me once 
she said, and I can't remember why it came up, but she said, you know, when I bring my kids to the library and I get in the car, she's like, I've been a good mom. She's like, it just gives me the best feeling. <laughs> she's like, if I screw up the rest of the day, I know I took him to the uh, library and I did, uh, you know, I did cool. a good deed. Cool. So yeah, for staff just to, you know, recognize, you know, recognize that we're serving the community, we're doing good. Um, we're not, <laughs> not saving babies. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. It, it is interesting that, you know, you use the word chill. You've got to, how do we get these 20-year-old somethings to understand that it's that's cool to come in there and that there's stuff to do? What are you doing from a social standpoint or a marketing standpoint? Yeah. Facebook, LinkedIn, what, what are you doing there? So first, I'll say I think 20-somethings are way more comfortable in the library okay. than other segments of the population. Um, I don't know that they would necessarily say it's cool, but I think they're more um, comfortable coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be it would be probably your guys' demographic, actually, sure. that is the, probably the trickiest. Yeah. Um, and not, we don't necessarily, you know, if you have the resources, you don't necessarily need the library. But I need guys like you to support and advocate for the mm-hmm. library. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the most crucial role you guys can play. Mm-hmm. Um, so how are you getting that word right. out? Are you, are you doing right. it through social? Um, we sort of do. We have a Facebook page, but it, it's run through the county. Yeah. So there is, I mean, there are some barriers I have in that respect, getting mm-hmm. the word out with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's something I think, you know, everybody's on their phone and then yeah. Instagram and Facebook. I think if yeah. you could, you know, if somebody on your team is good at that, they're younger mm-hmm. or whatever, or has the time or capacity to do it just from posting daily, um, you know, we're doing this today mm-hmm. or whatever, or putting an events page on Facebook yeah. or whatever that is. I think that that would help break down some of those barriers. I, I think too. there's a little bit of a play too with, you know, somebody always wants something for free. And uh, the library is one of the few places that you feel like you can go and actually get something for free. And you have the ability to give away something for free. And so the play works like this, that maybe there's a poster, so to speak, like in the mall area Mm -hmm. or... uh, kind of out in a public space Mm -hmm. that says, take your picture, right? Yeah. And it looks like there's a book, you know, and you have to kind of put your hands up around so it looks like you're holding this book. Take your picture with this and come to the library and get a free book rental. Oh, my God. Right. Yeah, so yeah. now all of a sudden what you're doing is you're having everyone come and take these goofy pictures. Mm-hmm. And so they're, then they're posting it all the time right. so that it's use a lot, utilizing that friend group yeah. to say, hey, the library is cool. And now that takes on a whole life of its own uh-huh. that people are out taking their pictures with. That's cool. You know, or, yeah. or get this book from this local author. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe we're even giving the book away for mm-hmm. free. Right. So mm-hmm. there's a play there where you're in another space but right. it hints back towards the library yeah. and the thing that you're giving away is something that you would do anyway yeah, for, right. for real right, right? right. so there, there's there's some I social like media yeah. play there yeah. that i'm not sure exactly how it worked oh, but, like but there's it. something to that i like it yeah, yeah. So. i really think so i think that we've got that again you talked about our demographics mm-hmm. our stereotype is library books and be quiet mm-hmm. right and then you're doing all these things from helping with resumes mm-hmm. get that information out so mm-hmm. that people understand that you're a lot more than that um and and i think that you're going to see an increase in people coming yeah. in if you can get that social side of it right. i really do 
I really do. The other thing, too, that we had talked about, um, even like with the Children's Museum, mm-hmm. is um, giving a proof, like a proof of that you've been there. And so one of the things that I always love when they do is when you leave yeah. a museum or you leave a library and not for you as the parent, but the kid comes over to whoever that librarian is and says, can I put a sticker on you? And then ask the key question, which one do you like the most? And it's that question that the power lies in. Which one do you like the most? And shows mm-hmm. them five or six stickers. And the stickers maybe have different pictures on them, right. but more importantly, it says, today I visited the library. Or today oh, I visited yeah. the, you know, yeah. whatever the name yeah. of that particular library is. Now, when that kid goes out for the rest of the day, they're literally a walking sure. billboard oh of gosh, social yeah. proofing yeah. that they went to that library yeah. right and now mm-hmm. you show up at school and the teacher goes oh you went to the library sure. today yeah and you're giving people a talking point and it costs you next to yeah, nothing right, oh right? Gosh, i'm doing yeah. that today I'm so stickers today yeah. <laughs> i am <laughs> so i like kids have stickers all over the pet uh, expo target like, yeah. yeah yeah totally There's, stickers right. it's and the, the easiest thing too and, yeah. and the trick to it is don't just print one the trick to it is you have to give them a couple of options mm-hmm. and then you have to maybe ask them, you know, mm-hmm. which one feels the most like you today. And maybe it's a smiley face oh, and yeah. a middle face and, you know, a uh-huh. crazy face, you know, yeah. and, oh, or, gosh, or maybe it. it's a it, there's some little play mm-hmm. there. But don't say you have to wear the sticker. It's um, can I show you something? Yeah. And then step two to it is um, which one do you like the most? Right. Yeah. We got four options yeah. today. Which one did you have last time? Well, you shouldn't have the same one. And that becomes a little conversation. And it gives you some way of giving away value, but the thing that they respond by is you have social proof. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I like it. I love it. I like it. Yeah. There's your one good idea for the day, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Cricket, cricket. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I want to go. I want to go back with your type of job where it is this complex, right? Mm -hmm. There's something to be said for this little daily ritual thing. What are some of the daily rituals that help you focus or hone? You know, with our type of job, you can do anything that you want on any day that you want. Mm -hmm. And it's how do we focus what we're actually supposed to be doing? So what are some of your daily rituals that help you cut through this level of complexity? Like personally? Personally. I meditate every morning. Tell me about that. Cool. Um, yeah, well, I sit down with my dogs, one on each side, I drink my cup of coffee, and then get on the floor, and I meditate. I have to, every day, I have to. Um, this, well, and you know, personally too, I'm a single mom, so I have two daughters. Sure. Um, busy life, busy job. How old are your daughters? Uh, nine and eleven. Nine and eleven. Lucy okay. and Charlotte. They're nice. wonderful. Nice. Yes, yes. Um, so just to keep myself in check and being sure I don't burn out by the end of the day when it's my time with them, which so is the most important time. A lot of us hear about meditation. To walk us through that. How did you get into it? And then how long is it? Do you use an mm. app, app on your phone? I do. I use Headspace. What? Okay. Yeah. Like, yes, yes, like yes. A, I've like done this super, a couple of times. It's insane. Yeah. It's totally cool. Yeah, you start off slow. And when I first started, I mean, I am, I have a lot of things cooking in my brain like right. all day long. Like yeah. I'm easily distracted. Yeah. Um, so it was difficult to start it was um and i think it was like a three two or three minutes i started with okay um and some days some days it's awesome and some days it's difficult more difficult than others and some days i need to do it twice a day Mm -hmm. um but it grounds me it centers me 
How long t- typically now? 20 minutes. Okay. 20 minutes. Okay. And is it the first thing you do after you get up, after you get your coffee? or is it... Dogs come first. Okay. Yeah, All I right. have a bath at home and <laughs> she, would not have, she would not have it another okay. way. <laughs> but it's before you kind of get moving yeah. on with yeah, your day. Yeah, before I wake up the kids. Yeah. Yeah, I got to get myself centered before I start all that (laughs) (laughs) it is a lot it is a lot so in this app headspace Mm -hmm. and i think we've talked about this before they just talk about this idea that there's this highway running through your head Mm -hmm. and uh maybe you should even describe it but you're kind of sitting on the side of the highway from what i understand so you hear noises from the cars how's it yeah what's so the the highway bit is not really my jam my jam is more um I think of like a swirling down through my body. Like it starts at the head and it's just, and this is totally, I don't know why I'm talking about this. This, this is, is kind of crazy. This is the place crazy. to do it. Like I, I, f- I think of like a broom is brushing everything down through my body, like all, and sure. then it just goes. Huh. Yeah, that was pretty flighty, wasn't it? No, no, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> For me, it, go ahead, Brad. I, I was going to say, is it, um, I've tried meditation. Mm-hmm. I can't get my head mm-hmm. completely like quiet. Right. Right. Is that acceptable? Is it okay? Is there some days better than others? Right. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. how do you, yeah. you know, uh-huh. this whole, you got to sit, sit a certain way or headspace. you got to breathe yeah. a certain at. way. Yep. Or? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you tried headspace no. at all? Okay. Uh, yeah, it kind of gives do... you permission to do, mm-hmm. and then they t- talk mm-hmm. you through what those permissions yeah. are within the headspace yeah. app. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. okay. When I was probably seven or eight years old, and this is only something I started to share recently, and I've actually started to share it with Grace. You guys will be the first people I've ever told this to. I always imagined that there was this kind of letter C looking thing that uh, was made out of some type of bronze and metal, right? And uh, within it, there was kind of different power up. Uh, imagine like a laser kind of going back and forth, you know, Mm -hmm. where it was semi-transparent. And I could always close my eyes and envision in this sea where I was at, you know, if if all the way full was I was waking up and my head was clear and I was ready to do the work of the day and be super, super creative, I could kind of visualize and see that. Mm -hmm. And what I've noticed is when I become very ridiculously busy, I can't even see the sea. But now you know right before i went into this big push right. there's times where i can still go back to that childhood sea wow. and see these vision up power yeah. things and it's literally left over from That's being cool a little older than my daughter grace probably five years old and laying in bed at night and kind of visualizing the sea looking thing huh. that oh, had that little cool. power yeah. things it is totally goofy and weird yeah. Yeah. it is no, totally specific yeah. to me but as you realize yeah. as you're saying you know i have a tornado inside of me and yeah. then i brush it down <laughs> with the brush and yeah. then you're laughing because that sounds ridiculous. I'm like, it's not any more ridiculous than my C. <laughs> Why C? <What>? Connors. <laughs> That's Brad's <laughs> last name. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why it works, but that's, that, that's how I always visualize. I was thinking yeah, the same cool. thing. What's what's the significant about that? Because it's not a W, you know. But, yeah. Yeah. I think part of it is you know holding that power in your hand when oh, you're a child, okay. you know, and going, okay, you know, where am I at with I yeah. this? And I feel this. Right? Yeah. 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 That was kind of how I, I, so yeah. well, let's go down the headspace thing a little bit more. Mm-hmm. One of the things that they talk about in this is you're on the side of the highway, right? And uh, each one of the thoughts that you have is like a passing car. Mm-hmm. And your job is just for 10 minutes to step off of the highway, 
and you're going to watch these cars pass by and the thoughts are you know not good not bad for just Mm -hmm. 10 minutes you're going to take yourself off that highway and as cars go by the trick is to not jump back on the highway with them but just to recognize that that's a thought sure and to recognize that it's going by and uh and for just a few minutes, it doesn't affect you, and you don't have to go and jump in that car or catch up to that thought. Mm-hmm. You can just let that let thought pass by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I yeah, guess for me personally, that really is a mm-hmm. cool idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Huh. Yeah, and all the noises, the background noises, and just letting, recognizing them, but letting them go. How long does it take for you to center like that? Because you know exactly when it happens because you just mm-hmm. feel oh, yeah. different. Totally. There's totally. a moment where uh-huh. it beco- becomes focused and it just feels different. How yeah. long from start to, to that moment in general? Uh, so I get up around 5.30, so I do my thing. So probably an hour for me, but that's it's different things. It's meditating, but it's also you know, my morning reading and my coffee and just the whole ritual. Mm-hmm. But like sometimes I'll be sitting like after the dinner chaos of kids and I'll be sitting there and I'm like, if I don't go and take some time, the, the rest of the evening is not going to go well. Like, I'm going to be crabby. I'm going to be impatient with my kids. So I'll be like, and the girls know now. And, and they come <laughs> back. They're like, or I come back downstairs and they're like, oh, mom, you know, yay. So I hope they see that and understand. Like, I always tell them, I'm like, you know, my energy is depleting. My bucket's emptying. I need to go, you know, by this time in the evening. I don't have a lot left to give. You um, wait until those kids get older and they're like, mom, you need some headspace. You need to go. <laughs> go get some headspace right now, mom. They, no, but they <laughs> They're kind of getting it. They get it. They know. And that's, then I come back downstairs. That's and an interesting better. take, though, if a person's having a bad day or something to be able to to be, you know, mindful enough yeah. to step away. Mm-hmm. So congratulations mm-hmm. to you to be able to, mm-hmm. to hit the brake mm-hmm. and say, I, I need this 10 minutes. You know, what's the next step mm-hmm. with your personal development? Ooh, personal development. Um well, it's been a, so it's been a long journey since about a year ago. I got the job, sold my house, um, kind of lived in limbo. Um, the girls were still back in Osceola, bought a house, moved in, you know, trying to get acclimated to Mankato and the job. Um, so right now I'm like, it's peaceful. Like I'm finally at like a place where things are pretty much peaceful. There's still, you know, the daily chaos sure. or whatever. Um, so there's some, you know, I have big things I want to do at the library, and I have some big goals for 2020. Um, and then for myself personally, um, working on myself inside and out, like that's my that's my 2020 goal. I mean, it always is, but really now that I feel like my professional life is where I want to be, um, my kids are where I want to be, you know, I'm not, I don't have any big professional like things I want to do, right? I mean, oh, yeah. I do, but like no big changes. Mm-hmm. So I'm cool there. Um, so now, yeah. Go back to More refocusing. Peace. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I think that kind of wraps up today's podcast. We always like to do kind of a wrap-up set of notes. And uh, Brad, do you want to what are some of your key takeaways from this fun conversation? Well, I need to download the Headspace app and yep. try that out. Um I, I think it's 
I think for me, what I learned today is that the stereotype I had about libraries isn't so true. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that you're helping people. When you talked about <clears throat> resumes and things like mm-hmm. that to help people um, that don't have an email address to, to get their stuff yeah, in it's order. It's definitely a service I, I that think, you don't think yeah, about right, that has right. anything yeah. to do with the library. Yeah, yeah, yeah I th- think it's great. And I think, uh, think Mankato's lucky to have you. Oh, so thank it's you. awesome. I like the idea that uh, you're sweeping <laughs> the oh inside of your head. I'm never going to be able to look at you the same. I'm like, I wonder if she swooped today. She all sweeped up inside that head. And she's going to walk up and put a C she's in front gonna, of your face. You're, you're this guy. Exactly. What is that? Uh, Takeaways take from today? Um, well, like I mentioned, I'm going to go get some stickers. stickers. And we are doing that. Go buy that the quality today. stickers, too, because yeah, the yeah. cheap ones leave oh, residue no. on the kids' clothing, yes. and you have to actually yeah. put a little money behind that, otherwise yeah. it yeah, ends up with a sticky me. spot. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> they will be cool. They'll be the coolest library stickers around. Right. Right. <laughs> Any other takeaways? Um, I think that, uh, and knowing you, know, you guys now and you, Matt, uh, I really do need to uh, get meet more people here in Mankato and you know now that I mentioned like there's more peace in my life and I have more time like I think um, I'm going to make that make that a mission and really connect with more people yeah Mm -hmm. and their good friend Lou that we insisted that you go and meet hopefully you can sit down and she'll be a wonderful contact for you yeah I'm excited for that she between you and her I think that there's a couple of plays there from a tying these two worlds together yeah. between the yeah. you know children's museum and then your world of right. the library world yeah you absolutely know. and children's services is my jam so mm-hmm. you know one thing that's super interesting about mankato and it's a huge strategic advantage is everyone comes and says you know how do we get people to engage with xyz whether it's a company or business or a little product or whatever it is and I always find myself at one point mentally saying, is there a kid play here? Mm-hmm. And you have that kid play just by default. And mm-hmm. at least within the smaller rural Minnesota area that we mm-hmm. live in, right. that kid play, uh, what do people care about more than anything else in the entire, their own kids, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so since you have that by default built into your business, you have such a strong way of interacting with our community. Yeah. And first you get their kids and then you know they're going, well, maybe I'll take a first cruise through yeah. the uh-huh. whatever section that they're yeah. interested in yeah. on that day and mm-hmm. now all of a sudden you have another patron mm-hmm. at your yeah. at your library yeah. but yeah. that kid play is probably one of the strongest if not the strongest plays within our community right, right. i agree you know? right. yeah and, and telling yeah. that story so that people know that kid play is there mm-hmm. right that people yeah. understand the story unlike what we did you know yeah come for your kids stay for your book right yeah. there you go so All right. Well, from all of us here at the Ceiling of Complexity, that uh, wraps up today's show. We'll see you back here next time. Have an awesome, awesome afternoon, and uh, we'll go from there.